0: Fun rest after discussion. Want to know some more fun facts?
1: Isn't it awesome to see some of your favorite content creators and favorite people honestly you follow here on this tab? Be a part of this amazing community called the Nerd Initiative.
0: Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view. Brought to you by the Nerd Initiative Network. Here's your hosts, Tony and Michael.
2: All right. Well, Fandoms Episode 14, uh, titled Appropriately Week of Winning uh, for more than one reason, and we are starting um, this Friday, <laughs> March the 17th. Uh, I still haven't been able to process most of this week, uh, but this is also our technically our season finale, as we will not have a new Fandoms episode until post-C2E2, because mm-hmm. our next episode will be... Um, while we're there, uh, which we're not going to do because we have a MCU trivia panel that we'll be running that evening, as well as some fun nerd initiative events going on. And then on top of that, um, we will have a nerd news next week, but that's just something that happens all the time now. So um, how are you doing, Michael?
3: Good. I mean, to your point, I mean, I think it's been a crazy week for you. <laughs> easily, um, And it's going to be a crazy two weeks, I feel like. Um, C2E2 is going to be nuts. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a kind of surreal feeling. I Today, I, I will say today has felt like a... I don't know if it's just being exhausted or like a fog. Um, had a couple I- meetings in prep for C2E2, and I just didn't feel like as sharp as I usually do.
2: No, I, I can agree with you. I don't know what it is. It's been a lot going on this week. I think maybe just like everything that was going on. I Because I know in the midst of me being excited what was going on, you knew what was going on. So you were excited. Um, and it's funny though, because I have been told by on more than one occasion that I need to go and watch the live stream that you and Jeremy did, which I did. In fact, I was actually watching it after we we did the recording so i was sitting there i don't know if you got my text message where i was like hey invite me in because i was
3: literally sitting at a mcdonald's at one point i was like hey i'll watch it with
2: you yeah
3: so so like like yeah because they were done by that you guys pre-recorded right so like i didn't even know that would have been cool to have you in that would have been awesome to have you in i didn't even think about that
2: yeah it was i mean because we we literally like it was weird though because they told us to check out of the hotel before we got there because it could probably take a while um and then I did exactly what they said. And then they were like, okay, we're done. Let's go ahead and take you back to the hotel. I'm like, we ain't got a hotel room anymore. Like we had all of our luggage with us in the green room and everything. Like we, we, we're, we're, we're homeless now. So, um, we stayed at McDonald's for a little bit and
3: then we went right to the, uh, the airport. Well, for the, for those who don't know, let's, let's walk them through it. I think we were talking again I think we always <laughs> assume, but for those who don't know, give them a quick rundown of your crazy. Was it? It was Monday, right? Monday, because Oscars yep. were Sunday. So it was a day, yeah. Uh, give us a little so, so so yeah, so we were
2: reached out very shortly before this all happened. Um, and said, Hey, we'd like to have you on a Marvel trivia panel. Um, and so immediately, you know, the answer is always gonna be yes, for me. Like if you say Marvel, that that is that's kind of like if if it, you see kids on the street and they say don't go with the white panel van especially if someone says
1: don't you know eat, hey, I'm every, a, I'm a candy kid
2: yeah it's like hey come come to this white panel van there's marvel movies playing i'm like okay let's, let's do it um and so they they baited me easily saying let's do a marvel trivia cuz i'm thinking and, and by they, he means,
3: I, and by they he means good morning america yes I, abc
2: yeah. yes <laughs> Uh, and so, so I'm, I'm, I'm I easily, they could have fished me, but they didn't. And so, um, we're, we're good. We're, we're setting everything up. They're asking for pictures. Um, they d- did a 30 minute interview for me to take two lines out of the bit, which was, which is only, I think they did that just to throw me off a bit. And like, I was excited. I'm like texting my like, They're asking about an initiative and all this other stuff. Like maybe this will be a big thing. And, and Michael's like, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and so so we get to we get to la and of course it's right around oscars craziness so the only thing that like affected us with that was, it was like expensive ubers but we you know went to the fogo store met up with marvel twin rihanna um and we then ate shawarma where the avengers did after the battle of new york which was fantastic and i highly recommend shalom grill um, off of Pico Boulevard, uh, West Pico Boulevard. It is a fantastic place to eat. And I even messaged them ahead of time and said, Hey, listen, if a group of people end up showing up and we want to do a video, is that going to be a problem? They said, come, just come. We're, we'll, we're, we're happy to have you. And,
3: um, so they were really cool. They they probably get it all the time.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. They have the, they have the the picture of the Avengers scene. They look a lot different because they remodeled. And so Monday we, we get picked up. We end up meeting Jade Rogers who, We're going to have on this show at some point because she's just an amazing person and what she's doing is amazing. And we just had a great time talking with her in the in the green room. Um, I was terrified that my kid was going to talk about video games and not Guardians of the Galaxy and trivia because that's all he talked about before he got on stage. Um, But what's funny is as soon as we walked out in that giant domed area at the Academy Museum, he immediately thought about volume two. And all he could think of was that first battle on the sovereign planet where they're bat- they're they're fighting to protect the batteries, and that's all he thought of was Guardians of the Galaxy at that point. So, you know, he did his thing. He did great. Um, my hand was on him to prevent him from like going to talking too much because I told him if I squeeze your shoulder, it means calm down. If I strangle you, it means you're going too far. Um, but it was it was great. Right. Oh, he was fantastic. He was the best part of the whole thing.
3: Yeah. So. Fill in so that fill in the gaps. So basically, um, old friends from Good Morning America reached out to me a couple weeks ago. Do you know anybody that would be a good fit to surprise? And you know, obviously, a big part of morning television is like these shock and awe and these big surprises. Um, you know, that it's 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 like key. And so I immediately thought of Tony, especially when it comes to Guardians. Um, and you know, they said within that the goal was to get someone um, surprised with uh, free passes uh, to um, to the premiere which is insane so we you know we had we talked to Donovan a few months ago about or it was a few months a few I, I think it's a few months ago at this point about going to the ant-man premiere and like how amazing that looked and it looks like we're gonna have friends that go back to back which is absolutely incredible so yeah they went to the I, and and again, they went through the whole thing and, and the guys and the, the trick of it all was to be like, Hey, will you come out and do some Marvel trivia, like a super hip fan trivia, to, uh, mm-hmm. kind of segment. And, uh, of course Tony was in and, um, it's great. I mean, if we're, we should play it after we're done, kind of give them behind the scenes cause we have it loaded. Um, mm-hmm. but it's great. Like, like you said, Jonathan was incredible. Um, completely oblivious to uh you know like everything around him everything that's happening um i think at some at some point you hear jj who says like i don't think it's sunk in yet and i was like yeah but but jonathan tends to be just like he is a bold fearless kid which is pretty awesome um and so even if you look at the photos behind the scenes he's like directing the anchors and what to do and like this is like a and it's hard not to get and i want to get your perspective on this um Cause I can't, I can imagine it's hard not to get like nervous or overwhelmed. The setting was breathtaking, you know, in the, what's it called? The the museum and and yep. it, it's, but like, I, what was going through your head being up there again, let's go to step one, step one. You got, you went to, you got flown to LA, uh, to go on a morning segment on like one of the biggest, you know, networks and, do this really cool thing. And then you're standing there and I think it's like even cooler than I imagined Than I, I imagined. Um, And I was watching the, and I was like, this is breathtaking. So I'd love to know what was going through your head when you were up there because it looked so cool. And of course, Jonathan was cool as a cucumber and could (laughs) could care less, but I want to know what, like what it was like to be up there because it it was awesome. And I'll shut up now.
2: Oh, okay. So, First of all, if you saw the video of it, and we'll see the video in a minute, it it it's it's enormous. Um, it's what we first saw it. It was not too. I'm trying to think exactly. So, in fact, hold on a second. I will actually give. So okay, so here you can see, oh, like <laughs> it's 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 an enormous place. Like yeah. we saw it driving by, and I, I remember the first thing I said was. What is that? That looks amazing because at Have nighttime, it was completely blown it. up, blown up. It was glowing. And there was, you could tell there was something going on. I think they did like a, I think they did like an Oscars party um, up there because that building, the, 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 the Academy um, Museum of Motion Pictures was basically the overflow for the El Capitan. And so if you weren't directly in the theater watching, you were probably there. And so there was a lot of stuff going on. They were doing a lot of cleaning afterward. It's a big space, um, and you could tell it was easily set up to do these academy parties because, um, like, there's like an open, there's like a bar in the in the the downstairs and stuff, and a very big open space. And you could tell they were doing a lot of cleaning up. But you come out to it, and it's it, it's enormous. It is it is the size I would probably say of like maybe two or three like basketball courts. Like oh, in wow. length, like it's 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 got a lot of size to it, and they were only using a small segment of it, and then the rest of it was just background, and so that was overwhelming. And like we're all, we're we're being put off to the side. John is just absorbing all of it. He's just looking. Immediately thinks about volume two. Um, he sits there, and he's he's he immediately is like, okay, this is where the the creature you know tries to take the batteries from the sovereign you need to be Drax and do this. And, and that's what he was directing people. He wasn't concerned about the show. He was more interested in recreating this, this scene in the movie in his mind, because this is a place where it happened in his head. And so like he, he was just immediately friendly with everybody and they were taken by him because the, the whole time he's just, he's, he's not worried about anybody. Everybody is his friend. He's excited. Um, after the whole shooting was over, Everyone got hugs. Um, In fact, the two anchors went and the other, the other person, I can't remember her name. um, They were standing there. He walked up to thank them and just grabbed them both and pulled them in and hugged them together. Wow. And, and like, and they were more interested, like when we, when we first did it and then we went to a break. um, They're just talking to him because they have kids, they're a little bit older than him. And so they're asking him questions and he's just talking to them. And um, he found out that they had kids and they're just like, oh, really? And he's just having a great time. So it was it was definitely one of those things like uh, I can even like show you before we got out there. Like, I mean, that, I mean, just look at him. He's yeah. just completely confident.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's just so cool. And then
2: he was super proud up. of that
3: outfit, too. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like we can talk when we show the video, we can talk about um, Cause I think he did start to like much like rocket just start taking stuff off the table. I didn't realize it now. And we're talking about it now, but like, and then, you know, before we roll the clip, then you have the big surprise where they're like, Hey, by the way, want to let you know you're going to the guardians premiere, like mm-hmm. the red carpet, everything. What was that like? Because that is just an absolute, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to top that experience, but I think it, it will (laughs)
2: what's what's great is um it really hasn't set in for me yet like the the magnitude of it it's something that I've wished to do in fact in fact if there were if I never had this chance again if I never had this opportunity you would think like Avengers and stuff like that like being Robert Downey Jr whatnot Guardians of the Galaxy has always been like that special movie like the movie series for me Um, I've I've loved James Gunn. I've loved like Mm. um, the stuff that he's done, Um, even just going over adversity um, with stuff that happened on social media. And then him building this story about family um, and just knowing how the Guardians of the Galaxy cast have been so closely knit. Mm. uh, It's always been my favorite franchise, I think within the MCU. And, and so to get to go to the last film, that before everything changes is is a big deal because I can even remember back in like 2019 when when you know we've already had Guardians James Gunn just finished writing the script for, for volume three and like Chris Pratt like read it and cried like I'm not I'm not ready for it but then I am ready for it and so that on top of the fact that in most cases when you get invited to red carpets you can't really talk about it until you go there. Um, Disney, mm. Disney, um, ABC, good morning, America, GMA three has given me a pass so that I can talk about it and just basically mm. experience it from the moment of knowing I'm going until we get there. And I'm going to be able to do that with whoever watches. Cause I'm going to do, mm. I'm going to record like the whole experience, like, you know, oh, yeah. figuring out the outfit or figuring out what to do and, and, and all of that stuff. And it's just, it's just been a lot of fun. And, and on top of that, not even with the premiere and everything, just the amount of of, our, of like content creating mutuals um, and even like followers on TikTok and other places that have been so like it's not jealousy. It's only like they make they comments like you deserved it or blah, 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 mm. which I don't feel like I did. But just the fact that how supportive people have been, one or two trolls, but at the same time
3: it's always going to be yeah.
2: it's, always going to have that. But everyone's been so positive. It's made me feel loved. It's made my family feel loved. Um, it makes it makes this desire to 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 do this and content creation as like the thing that I want to do for the for my whole life, more of a reality because I can see the people behind me and people supporting. And of course, you too, because, you know, you are a part of this. You mentioned, you know, my family and. You know if anything it's your fault that I'm gonna get a restraining order against me with from Karen Gillen um <laughs> because I am gonna get opposed with her like this. Um oh, that's awesome. so so it's like it's 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 overwhelming. I'm over the moon and just I can't I can't express my appreciation to GMA um uh, to ABC um just the the cost of getting us out there to sing us to LA like I was a little suspicious and then I realized it was the Oscars and I stopped being suspicious. Yeah. Um You know, the most I thought was like they were going to be like, turn around. You know, there's an actor from the from the cast that's there. And that would have been fun enough as it is. But now I know I'm going to meet them all.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I, yeah, because usually it's filmed in New York. So when you said L.A., I was surprised myself. And then I realized, yeah, it's the day after the Oscars, you know, and it was funny. Like if you watch if you watch that stream with me and J.J., Like, first of all, it took about 45 minutes to get to it. They're talking about the Oscars. Obviously, it's the biggest night in Hollywood, right? So that makes a lot of sense. Um, But it was, it's just, I didn't, I also didn't expect, again, I'm not, I'm not like working at GMA, so I don't know the details. I just know the people involved and um, were amazing, Kat and Alyssa and everyone. Um, The funny thing is that like, it was better than I could have imagined for you. Um, and it was just a cool thing to be it was really surreal and cool just to be watching it with JJ like that was like amazing in itself mm-hmm. and so like when you appeared on that really cool platform i was like oh wait it's not like in a studio it's not like right. in like the usual i'm like this is getting better by the second and so yeah i mean i think they when they do these things they want to go all out and rightfully so and you know, look, you do deserve it. It is a really cool thing. It'll start to see, see, sip in, seek, sip and seek. I'm not, my mind is, my mouth is not working right now. It'll start to to be more real every day. But again, it, you know, it's just the beginning. And I think that's a cool thing. And I, I now think even thinking about as you're explaining the whole process, it's going to be a really special premiere. Not, not that they're all not special because you know, they all are right. But to your point what you said I I got chills thinking about like this is going to be there's going to be like a a specific buzz almost as as when like Endgame happened. Like I can't imagine I didn't watch that stream or watch that red carpet or watch like Mm -hmm. that premiere but I can't imagine the excitement and the electricity of like being at the Endgame carpet and everyone knows that something whether they know what's happening in the movie or not they know something big is coming. Uh, so yeah I mean so many cool things um, yeah, I mean it's the last done- for
2: the Guardians it's the last for James Gunn with Marvel um, you know this is gonna be in the cusp of him like he's he I'm, I'm excited to even just meet him I, I hope I get to meet him and be just like listen I am you are you are making me excited to be a DC fan again like you know it's it's like all of this stuff like there's all of these emotions built up with it yeah and and I want to say this one last thing and then I'll shut up um, the GMA crew um, a lot of people I know a lot of people like get really skeptical when it comes to news sources and stuff like that and talk shows. I wanna I want to be very clear. Um, they are all 100 percent absolutely the sweetest people I have ever met in my life. Um, between Kat, Amanda, yeah. uh Christasia, who like helped coordinate all the stuff, the PAs, uh the makeup artist. I mean, even after it was all over, over with, even the makeup artist was in on the in, in on the whole thing. And so Aww. she came up to us afterward and like, she was like super excited. John hugged her. And, and she's like, it was so <laughs> hard. It was so hard to keep the secret from you. We're so excited for you. Like they were literally just extremely nice wit. Um, like you could just tell they look like these stoic people because you see them on television every day. And, you know, this is like, this is like their, their business. And they, they just made it, they just made it very heartfelt. And, and, it was i think that was why it was so much more overwhelming because how kind they were it wasn't just a job for them it was they were excited to do this it was like it was like the thing that they were just
3: looking forward to out of the whole show so it was definitely genuine yeah. um so before we roll the clip cuz we should roll the clip in a second show us the you got it right behind you the 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 big ticket that you took home looking right at it that's why i was going to say like yes my precious I mean, that is <laughs> It's just so a piece cool. of
2: cardboard, but I love the fact that they did this. They're yeah. like, listen, this is not the real ticket. And I'm like, well, I figured that. And I'm like, honestly, I want to take it home with me anyway. I'm like, we don't even know when this is going to happen. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know when the premiere is happening just because of how Marvel works. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we'll go with that. And they're like, yeah, we'll figure out the, like, the plane and everything. But like, this ticket is just so much fun. Like, I yeah. love this. Like, just I'm getting this that by all This thing almost didn't part survive part. flying back. Uh, like right. the flight, the flight attendant, the flight, attend, flight attendant had to deal with a lot of crap on the way back from the airport um, or back from LAX. Um, I will tell you right now, um, when they saw this in the compartment, they were kind of like, yeah, we'll it's a piece of cardboard. I'm really not caring about it. I've got people that are trying to fight to get into that compartment, but I was able to at least keep it you know, alive. And my son's got his up in his room.
3: So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's should we roll this. Let's yeah, roll go it. for it. We are joined now by three super fans, Tony Odilla and his son John and Jade R. Rogers.
0: And so we were talking here. You all thought that you came here to play a little Marvel trivia game. And then we switched things up on you. Jade was like, well, wait a minute. She's like, yes. I was up
4: all night <laughs> studying <for laughs> trivia.
0: What's going to happen now? So instead, we have a little bit of a surprise for you. So we mentioned that the world premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3 is going to premiere this spring in Hollywood. And guess what? You're all wow. going. Is it, was it worth it to
2: not be the trivia plus this is all- i love john's face i just love he's got that genuine
3: that's oh my so goodness cool. and like what they don't what what i you know I, I had to clip it off for for time we're not gonna sit here and watch right. that you know long segment, but like he literally walks over to the table and starts like counting the groots and the rockets and he starts pulling stuff off there and stuff and so he really was like the scene stealer of the, of the whole situation. So, Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. And he had no hesitate talking. I will say that that's one thing I love about my kid. Um, in most situations where kids are shy, like, uh, like Rihanna, met Rihanna's family, um, at the Funko store in Hollywood, which if you've not gone, you need to go. It is amazing. Um, in fact, in fact, I, not only, hold on, I got, I can show you like the, I mean, look at this.
3: It's so insane. It's,
2: it's, Ugh. it's crazy. It's crazy. There's John going through. I mean, look at this stuff. I mean, it's, it's just so cool. So absolutely cool.
3: How big is the Funko store? Now, is that like their, is that their flagship store? Is that what that it's, is? It's, it's,
2: so there's, so there's the headquarters, I believe, that's in Washington. Um, and then this is like the big store. This was a very big store. And like that's what I showed in those pictures was only part of it. You walk in, there's literally a waterfall with like Black Panther standing there. There's a giant Killmonger. Um, like these, these characters are taller than me. You go into the guardians of the galaxy room and you've got Yandu that's flying with this, with his arrow as Mary Poppins. And you've got like a throne with Thanos sitting on it. And like, and that's the only part of it. Then you go to the Jurassic Park section. You've got the T Rex breaking through the gate. I mean, you can see that. Look, like, you can see that here. The T Rex is like breaking yeah. through the gate, and you can actually get uh. on the car and sit on it. And even that Rick and Morty in the upper left-hand corner, you can get in that and ride and and get a picture with it. It's all photo ops. It's all like there for you to enjoy. And that doesn't even include oh, like the cool. Flintstones mobile. And like the, it was, it was crazy. We, we literally, yeah. Uh, we spent over two hours in there and um, there was still stuff to see that we didn't get to. And then the anime, I will say though, they need, they need more anime.
3: Absolutely. Here we go. Awesome. <clears throat> well, uh, well there, the story is developing and will continue to develop and you know, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, well, I didn't say we will, but you'll definitely keep us all, uh, up to speed and it's going to be really fun to plan the whole thing. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm not even going, I'm like beyond pump. So I think it's going to be an amazing experience and it's just cool to kind of like see it all come together.
2: And honestly, I will be taking us through the journey of going to the red carpet. Um, that will be a thing, uh, whether it's on TikTok if it still exists or, you know, on other, other platforms. Uh, and I, I just say, you know, um, YouTube. We're on YouTube right now. Yeah, exactly. YouTube. And that's the thing. Like, I it was funny because like everybody's I've been noticing like on TikTok, people are constantly saying, Oh, follow me on my other socials. I'm like, I'd rather you just go follow Nerd Initiative because that's where you'll see me. But but I, you know, absolutely. We'll we'll be taking you along on this ride. And we would love for you guys to, you know, tune in and see that. And uh Hopefully it's entertaining because this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity.
3: Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you were saying like, and then the last thing we'll say is like, you were saying if I get to meet them, I have a feeling like, I mean, we saw Donovan's photos for those who don't know, you know, Donovan went to the amp Am pre- premiere and, uh-huh. um, he was in like the fan. I mean, I just love how Marvel does it with their fan sections. And I think they'll actually have you as guests of GMA, like in some perspective, walking the carpet or, or something. Um, But I, you know, I, it's just such a cool experience. And, and, and like, you know, Donovan's such a vocal person. I can only imagine Jonathan just going up to be like, yeah. Hey, Yondu, what's up? Like, like, I just think it's going to be an amazing thing. And I am sure that you're going to get to meet a slew of people so much so that I am nervous about the whole Dave Batista situation. Um, Hopefully he can, you know, he doesn't reach out to me afterwards and, is annoyed and frustrated <laughs> but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about you. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll bring you up. Um,
3: <laughs> I'm sure he's concerned about little old May. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. Um, no, but again, just just over the moon. Are we ready to move on now? Let's do it. All right. So let's go ahead and let's break into some nerd news. That's right. We've got nerd news for March the 17th, 2023. Um, For whatever reason, I felt like I wanted to say it that way. Let's go ahead and get rid of this overlay and let's just go right into it. We've got uh, just a number of things that we're going to talk about from the slides and we will um, we will go from there. So first up, um, Willow, the Disney Plus series um, uh, that basically uh, was a continuation of the story. Um, from of course, you know, the movie of the same name, Willow, um, has been canceled. It is no longer, I I believe it is not getting a season two, um, which I understand there has been a bit of an uproar. And I think some people, because of their complaints about, um, you know, this being canceled, there are people that now have, are going to go watch it, um, to see what they've missed. And I think that's, that's indicative of the problem with, with streaming services, um, there are a lot of things coming out, and too much. Yeah, there's too much, too much. and um, unfortunately, people fall in love with these shows after the fact, and it doesn't really, it doesn't really work well for them. Um, I have not caught any of this show. Me but, neither. Yeah, I love the movie. Absolutely love the love movie. Warwick
3: Davis too, who plays Willow, as yep. the main character. Yep. And I, I mean, well, Christian Slater was the Val Kilmer replacement. Um, love, love me some Christian Slater. Um, yep. But I uh, hmm, has been cancelled. Into has been laid out. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. I yeah. um, I do think, yeah. I mean, it's funny if you look at the history of of shows, right? So, like, you have, I mean, the one one that comes to mind off the off the top of my head is uh, Arrested Development. Uh, ones that are canceled in the past, like now, we're we're moving at such a rapid pace with technology and new platforms it used to be they were canceled off a network and then the streaming service is the one that came in and saved them. So Netflix has saved a slew of shows that were canceled elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't, what do you, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this one's a time where it just wasn't, the appetite wasn't there. But to your point, I do think, I also think you're hundred percent correct. There's just too much, out there and it's hard for people to keep up and we've talked about the different, you know, Disney plus is one, and I think they're going to slow down. Um, you know, I think we talked about last time Iger is going to slow things down. That's one of his goals. Um, you know, but you have all these, you know, Apple TV plus, which is, has phenomenal programming. So you have yeah. Disney plus Apple TV plus Netflix throws, <laughs> throws anything up there. They're just like spaghetti on the wall. Um, and then you have prime, And then it gets confusing because some of them also carry networks on there. So it's like, wait, what, like timeout, like Amazon has like HBO and HBO max and Showtime and stuff like that on there. So it's like, wait, what? Like, and then you have Peacock, which is like, wait, is Peacock NBC. Yeah. Peacock's NBC. (laughs) It's like, and so it's just like, it's very confusing. And I do think, you know, we're in a, everything comes in cycles. Right. And I think we are going to see some things you know, um... well,
2: that's a, that's there's a problem. Like, like what you said with like Amazon. And I think I think Amazon and Hulu are indicative of an issue that I think then comes into to play when you think of streaming services uh, because they're adding they're adding like tiered content to their platform mm-hmm. where you can watch something on Hulu and like let's say you Google search something on Google. And I, I'll be honest, I'm a very big fan of Stream Lounge. We haven't been able to do it recently because life has been crazy. Yeah. um and i'm planning on getting back onto it but i remember at christmas time i wanted to watch die hard and then die hard was being promoted on hulu but it was through the stars and so that messed things up because you had to have a Stars subscription were mm. watched on hulu and then the same thing for amazon like they've got stars plus they've got encore they've got um you know uh, i'm just trying to think of a couple other things at the top of my head um uh, which I can't think of them now, but there's a there's a number of platforms that you have to, you you have to Paramount Plus, have the and Air then Plus. yeah, you have, to have the streaming service, and then the the cable channel or the the premium digital service
3: for it. So it's t- it's it's really difficult. Um, I think I also think like a lot of places, there the old models don't work right, and so you, you have. I think a lot of places will put anything in like Netflix was obviously the first mover into this space with, you know, I think house of cards was really, was that the first show? I I think it was, or one of the first shows that a streaming service put out and obviously a very successful one. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is, it's difficult. People want to get that mental real estate first and foremost, right? They want to like lock onto people's minds. Like, you know, for for a long time, Netflix was the leader of all this stuff. Apple is coming for them because Apple, I think is putting out great, and great and variety of of content yep Uh, hulu has its own niche i think hulu has a really good true crime angle they're connected to abc so people that don't know hulu is owned by disney majority so they have a lot of the abc good morning you know that's what we were watching your segment was on hulu so there's different different niches but i think they want to get that like brand awareness first and then then it's like how do you do it? Like much like the, if you look at news sites these days, I've been getting a lot of emails, from like say like the New York Times. Everything was free for years on the internet, and now when I go to click on a story, it's like, oh a yeah, lot of sites you like you have to want- be subscribed to-, to
2: the service and whatnot. That's so, so frustrating when you're looking
3: for news. And I think now, and then again, like it's it's with with streaming, it's moved a lot faster, right? It hasn't been a ten year thing. So now you have all these different places; they all have their own platforms everyone can't be signed up to it's it's more honestly in, in, in the end of it, it's more expensive than cable like than cable used to be we're like oh c- cord cutters remember like cord cutters is like a big thing like oh you know millennials are cutting the cord they're gonna just get in streaming because it was just at the time when that was popular it was like roku hulu and and yeah. um and netflix and that was it and now you have like and parent like you said stars paramount there's a couple of british ones like sky news discovery watch- plus yeah there's like there's oh. all these cool shows that you hear about, and so it's i think the cream will rise to the top i think things will slow down i think some things will go under i mean look like you know i uh uh man quibi uh not really a streaming i don't think it was like a big network thing but obviously it was supposed to be like the commute you watch a little short minute eight minute films and um and that really just didn't work out and i think sadly that is what will happen and that's what happened with all with all kinds of text. it 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 proliferates, it mushrooms everywhere, and then yep. it starts to contract. So, long story short, we've gone way too far with this one, but <laughs> but it is just a lot out there, you know. And I think there's some really good stuff out there, and it's gonna ebb and flow. And and everyone, um, so yeah, sound off. It look, hey, speak to the audience. Sound off in the comments and on our site. Let us know what you're watching, what's good, what we should be watching, and you know what you think about all this stuff because it is a very interesting. We're in like the it is. Tail end, I think, of the golden era of like streaming TV, and so we're we're about to shift into a different era, I think, and it's it's interesting. So
2: yeah. Now speaking of be, you know, being at, um, you know, the uh, like in LA during the Oscars and stuff like that, we cannot go without talking about the Oscars, and it was definitely a big night for everything, mm. every, anything, everywhere, all at once. Um, the whale, yeah. there was a big story about comebacks here. Um, there was a bit of diversity and I, you know, I, I, I will tell you, I think I, me being at, in LA, we didn't have a chance to watch the Oscars. Like it was like an afterthought because so much was going on we we're trying to fit in as much as we could. Um, so we really, I, I'm, I'm out of the loop this year. Um, you know, plus Will Smith wasn't there to do anything interesting. So, um, <laughs> by all, by all means, like. And I, I heard like I, 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 I I'm you're also not here.
3: alone. i wonder what yeah. the viewership for the I, I love doing like the I love being like the stat boy of this stuff. Um, so I love I love doing and then of course like mid show.
2: Yeah, and I'll say this. I I will say Jimmy Kimmel did I, I did see the the bit where he kind of like went lean like heavily into the whole Will Smith drama for last year. Um, I don't know how I felt about it, um, but uh, I'm not a big Jimmy Kimmel fan. To be honest, uh, I think the only time I ever I time I watch novel. him, well, the only time I ever watch him is like, you know, when the Marvel Marvel people are on his show. Mm, um I don't know. I, I just think I, I still have problems with him since like back with like when he was on Spike TV and stuff, because, you know, he virtually he virtually single signaled a lot of the beginning and then like he forgets that he had like women on trampolines j- bouncing up and down yeah. in the back of his shows. Um, so it's kind of like hypocritical a little bit to me. Um, but, but honestly, like, uh, super excited for Brendan Fraser. Um, I, I, I mean, like that was just, that was just great. And, and, um, you know, of course the, the everything everywhere, all at once cast, um, just, just seeing all of that was, was fantastic.
3: Um, but, uh, I really don't have much to say about the Oscars unless you do. I'll jump. Yeah. I have a little bit. I look, I, so I, this is good. I mean, I, viewership is up 12% from last year. So that's good. So I think that's, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think Kimmel hosting was the first host we've had in years, right? So last year, I think, was they, for ever since Kevin Hart, that whole debacle, they had gone without a host for a few years. So, well, didn't
2: Chris, I mean, Chris Rock was the host
3: last year, wasn't he? No, I think he was, that was, was just a, a presenting thing. Oh, okay. No, yeah, that wasn't, I don't think, he, I definitely don't think he was, was he the host? now was he? Uh, well, whatever. Uh, let us know in the comments if so. Yeah, I will sure say so. Uh, so I will say I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, I will say I do like Kimmel. I think he's good, and I also think like like we all we've talked about before like James Gunn. We've talked about with Kevin Hart. They're all that all of them have like these pasts, and everyone does. And I think we're in different eras, so. Um, I, I agree with you, I think, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I I thought it was a better show. It wasn't bad. I do think overall these award shows are becoming less and less relevant, in my opinion, yeah. with everything that's going on. I do think we're heading into, like, a weird type of, you know, world, world, you know, whatever. I, I think it's a nice escape, and that's why I think viewership is up. I also think viewership was up, and this is a really good look. I think this is what we should say, instead of, aside from my rambling, right? viewership up 12%, I hope this is a signal to the Academy, but also to people out there. Clearly the diversity that was chosen um, for the Oscars, it was a very diverse, you know, uh, list of winners, right? Um, People want to watch that. So that, that whole stigma for years of like, oh, you know, people don't want to watch. You know, diversity or the stories they don't relate or whatever is complete bogus. Because if viewership is up twelve percent, people are watching this. Like, like, and I don't want to butcher his name because he's a, he's an icon. Uh, Kihi Kwan. I said it way too fast. Um, is amazing, and he is the guy that you can root for always. Everyone should love. Um, his oh, speech yeah. was one of the best Oscar speeches I've seen, and I used to have to watch it and cover it. <laughs> it was the worst night of, my, of the year for me. It was like till two in the morning. But like, it's one of the best speeches we've seen in decades. It is mm-hmm. so passionate and his, and it, it, it resonates with our audience, right? What Nerd Initiative is all about. Um, mm-hmm. Don't give up on your dreams. And you know, a lot of people have that perspective, but the way he was able to put it into words and I oh, man, he's just and then you know, Michelle Yo and um and like you said, Brandon Frazier too, right? And I think with with Brandon Frazier, um I thought that was beautiful as well. I think you think of a guy who, and I said it earlier, um a guy who not earlier, but I said it on a on a different platform. I think he had a very Talk about redemption. I think he had a very easy, and he he messaged this. He mentioned this a little bit in his speech, and he was rambling because he clearly was emotionally overcome mm-hmm. in his speech. If you watch it, like Key's speech is poised, polished, emotional, beautiful. Brandon's was rambling, but also emotional, and not. I mean, not fully surprised because he's he's he's, but he's enjoying this wave, and he is. Yeah humble and appreciates it and what i was saying earlier and then i'll i'll stop rambling is the fact that the matter is like for brendan frazier if you look at old like look at his career and old photos and and how he's evolved as a as a, as a person and a star he I, i'm gonna say it he had it easy coming into hollywood years ago you know he right. entered at a peak he was an absolute heartthrob he was clearly top of everyone's list for so many movies he he you know he was that Quintessential, not only fit the mold of what everyone was looking for at the time, but with school ties, you know, and yeah. that's a look at that cast. Talk about like, you know, Ben, a young Ben Affleck, a young Matt Damon. A, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but he he was in acclaimed movies, he kind of veered off. He did a lot, you know, he did obviously um the mummy series. That was a, a really successful series, and he did a, yep. a lot of other you know, small not small movies, but movies that kind of were, you yeah, know, like you journey to the center of
2: the earth and stuff like
3: that. Yeah. And I think yeah. like he's been humbled by it and knows what it what it's like to not have that continued success. Like the Matt, you know, look at Matt Damon's. If you like, that's a great story. If someone, I'm sure someone did it at some point, you know, for media, like the diversion of those two careers, you know, Matt Damon to a Brendan Fraser. Um, and I think it was just really nice to see. And I think I hope, and this is the last thing I will say, I promise. I hope that if kids were up that late or, or even like people that are, you know, in their teens or, or young adults or whatever, I hope they got the message that came from all of this. Right. I think Mm -hmm. from Brendan, from, from key, from Michelle, from all these people. um, It's just a really, it, it stands out to me. As yep. one of the most expi- inspiring Oscars I've seen in quite a long time. And and um, yeah, and rightfully so. So it's and what, it was what the- he said. I think
2: I think the most important thing from his speech was don't give up on your dream. I mean, that was like literally like even Michelle Yeoh, like like at her age, you know, she didn't expect to have won an Oscar and yeah. she did a fantastic job. Um, it's, it's funny. And I will I will say this and we can move on. Um, I have noticed that at Brendan Fraser, as he's had this sweep where he's becoming more relevant again, as he's kind of bounced back from this, you know, from a very unfortunate situation of what happened to him and how he got blacklisted, um, to then, you know, doing doom patrol and then,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: he's getting out of the stuff. And then the, obviously this Oscar nod from the whale. Um, if you look at him from even back when he was doing doom patrol and everybody's like, oh yeah, he still exists. And, you know, that's great that he's working again. He has he, he honestly looks like he's getting younger every time he shows up. Yeah, now. like he just like thinner, like the hair is getting strong. Like it's it's like he's getting his youth back. I don't yeah. know what it is, like whatever it whatever it's happening, like the positivity. You know, I've seen where negativity makes people look older, but it's really I mean, look at him. He looks good in that picture.
3: So, well, I think it's I mean, look, and, and, and this is a, that's a really important thing to to bring out like. I think when you kind of, and they say this about like people when they get older, right? Like not like this age, right? Like older, older, like when you don't have something to live for, um, you can quickly, you know, if you lose your partner so long or you lose your drive, like, and I think that was something, you know, like you said, like you mentioned the hair and, and that's a a visual thing, but it also represents you and, and where you are in your life and stuff. And so like, I think he's really enjoying it he's loving the fact that he is has like a reason to thrive again and so it is a nice again it's it's just a great these stories from this oscars is great and you know last year we had a, a obviously a troubling event i think even more so i think the one thing i will say like you know hypocritical or not leaning into the stuff about that i think it's it needs to be mentioned too, because again, I don't look at it as a race thing with the Will Smith stuff. I look at it as the fact that, like, you know, what they said, like, no one did anything. And I look at it as a class thing, like, an entitled, like, it, it wasn't because it, it was Will Smith and no one in you know, the guy. And I, I love the jokes, the passive aggressive jokes were like, yeah, and give like a 25 minute speech. I don't know. You probably didn't see the monologue, but he was like, oh, no, no, yeah, no I saw that. Yeah, like, the whole, awesome it's one. like, and,
2: I mean, and, and yeah, we have a response team, and don't worry, just do what yeah, you did yeah. last year, absolutely nothing,
3: you know? <laughs> We talk, and we talk about messages, right? And the message there is a bad message. It's the message we're seeing on, you know, sometimes on social media when it's negative. like i I would like to get to, and I hope we get into a momentum here. and then this this really will be the last thing I say. You know, we talked about we opened up the show with what you, you know, you and your family were able to 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 kind of experience this week mm-hmm. and seeing that and people really st- getting behind that and being excited for that and being like, And the same thing goes for this. Like, I want to see a string of these things. I don't want to see, you know, buzz over a a guy who slaps, you know, who's going through something and slaps another human being on stage and and nothing. You know, I want to see stuff like this. And that's why I think, you know, hopefully we're coming out of the TMZ era, even though probably not. But I I hope that, like, we get back to some substance and people look at things and the message out there is. Good and positive, and you know it's it it'll carry the next generation through and what they're seeing. But absolutely.
2: Yep. <clears throat> well, we said we'd stop talking about this like a long time ago, but well, that's fine. It's good so let's go move time. on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of winning, um, you know, mm. when when thing good things happen, we all win. Uh, we know that James Gunn had written the script for the future Superman legacy. Um, we also found out that. Not only did he write it, but he will also be directing this film, which also it, the release date coincides for January. I'm um, uh, sorry, July 11th, 2025. So we're just, we're just over two years away. Um, but it's also a little bit heartfelt because this is happening. Um, this will be released on the birthday of his father who recently, who passed uh. not too long ago. Um, uh. I will be honest with you. Um, the, it, obviously this is going to delve into the duality of having two fathers, Jonathan Kent and Jor-El. Um, it's going to be, you know, an established Superman. We're going to, we may get flashbacks, um, but we're definitely going to see heart out of this. And I, I am super excited to know that he is starting yeah. Superman off. Right. And I really feel like we're not going to get an origin story with him. We may get like dealt with things po- pointing back to it, and I think a lot of what we're seeing with these characters, like with Batman, the brave and the bold um, and everything else are going to be that these story, these worlds are already established. We're just, we're just joining them already in progress. And um, I'm super excited for this. I, I I'd say my name yeah. is Mr. Marvelite, but I am, I am super excited that DC yeah. has got a pathway um, to a future. And I was talking about this on a live last night, not only, for their continuity of their their big universe but also like them willing to continue doing like elseworlds type stories like the batman and joker and stuff that way if like let's say you want a different style you can still see these things and there is such a future with james Gunn willing to, to touch these like these different properties and do things with them i really hope like even even down the road this is not even compared to like superman that we may get like a Batman Who Laughs an Elseworlds story or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, there's the, the the possibilities are just limitless right now, and i super excited to be a comic book yeah.
3: fan. Yeah, I think I mean you talked about it, again. This continues the whole the whole positivity inspiration train. I think for those who don't haven't seen it, uh, go to James Gunn's Twitter. Um, like, please, it is. I think it was like nine tweets long. It's very in depth. He's clearly passionate and really, really heartfelt about this. It's going to be a a rough process writing and directing okay. this film, but you're gonna. But it's also going to pay off, um, incredibly in the end uh, for mm-hmm. for fans because he clearly cares about this, and this is what we want as fans for anything, whatever yeah. it is. You want someone who is just passionate and loves it and is gonna put, you know, this is gonna sound super cliche, but the blood their blood, sweat, and tears into it. And that's exactly what James Gunn's gonna do. And so yeah, it it the fans are are in for a treat because to see that long stream of him, you know. He he's into it. And this is again, I, I I've said this in the past and I'm not going to harp on it or whatever, but this is what worried me about Ben Affleck and Batman. Like he clearly was over it and didn't want to yep. do it. And so directing that was not an option and doing that was not an option. And I'm just giving an example. I'm not hating on Ben Affleck. I think I just want people that love it. Like seemingly Liu clearly cares about Shang-Chi and the legacy and what comes from that. Um, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman, Cared about Black Panther and what that meant to people. I yep. think, like you said, James Gunn clearly cares about Superman about about his it's not a joke, but about his legacy. But he also just cares about the story behind it, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful story. It's-
2: and that's that's another thing. Like I also feel like one of the things, like after the whole debacle with the, with social media and the, the alt right, um, we lost something with James Gunn that we're now I'm now starting to notice is coming back. James Gunn is one of the one of the few people that is in Hollywood that is very responsive to the fans. Mm. And if you don't know that, follow him on Twitter. He's the only reason why you should even still be on Twitter. yeah, um, because James Gunn does not hesitate to respond to things. Um, just recently there was a comment because the Penguin series is gonna be coming out soon, oh. and someone said, you know James, know uh, they said, uh, you will not see Robert Pattinson's Batman in the Penguin series because there is a copyright issue where Fox owns the rights to Batman on television, which then transferred over to Disney and James Gunn came right back and said, that's not true. Like he has mm. no problem, like setting the record straight immediately. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a byline. It just has to be a comment in his thing. And if you ask him mm. questions, there are times like I remember when, when volume two came out, I did a spray paint art of, uh, of rocket and Yondu and i posted it on twitter and i remember him commenting on it and liking that's it that's insane and and it's like those kind of things like that's what you want especially when it's on a fan based type property like you you think of things like um, we're going to be talking a little bit later about gladiator 2. there's no big fan base for gladiator where people are just pining for the next installment and but with 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 comic book movies like dc there are dc fans there are marvel fans like people that just really want to to just kind of delve into the stories, be it you and me and look at our look at our rooms and so to have a director have a person helming a studio that is willing to respond and to feed into the fans is amazing and yeah. it, it makes it a great time to be alive so
3: yeah yeah I and mean, that's what we want again like 100 percent yep not anymore. <laughs>
2: so speaking of speaking of uh things that are happening um also disney parks has been um, really been in high gear when it comes to uh the new tron light cycle ride in orlando unfortunately it was not ready when we went there in december so at some point we have to go back now um i was a very big tron legacy fan um i loved it i just thought it was i thought it was fun um, especially in the era of 3D movies and 3D, mm-hmm. like at home, like I still love watching the film just because of like how beautiful it is aesthetically. Um, and so they are doing the Tron Light Cycle ride. They've been doing a lot of like early like viewings. Uh, a lot of content creators have been down there the last week. Um, and doing a lot of like filming where they like have cameras on the, the front cycles and they you actually can see yourself and how you're reacting. Um, they did a big party, I believe it was like last night or the night before. And um, this is all on the heels of also there being a video game um, on the Nintendo Switch and on the PC called Tron Identity. Uh, but really, the big hope I think with a lot of fans is that we will eventually get a sequel uh, to Tron Legacy or at least another movie in the Tron franchise.
3: Hmm. Yeah, not much to add for me.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay, let's keep going. I'll let you go ahead and talk about this next one because it's, it's, it's really sad.
3: Yeah, but, this one hit me today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, wow, I, I mean, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? That's embarrassing. Um,
1: Lance, Lance Reddick. Yeah, Lance Reddick.
3: Yeah. Um, look, I mean, again, I, I said it as pretty much in, in, in a post if this guy looks familiar to you, this actor Lance Reddick looks familiar to you. There's a reason because I mean, the guy look at the smile. Um, Oh yeah. We, we, you know, obviously the world lost him today. You know, I think today this week, we don't know exactly when I don't not digging into, you know, the, the, the news buzz or whatever, but, um, at 60 years old, uh, it's the definition of losing someone too young. Um, just a, a an impactful actor and and person. Um I I'm not lucky enough to have met th- this man or or have have you know interviewed him or talked to him or whatever. But I, I have watched a lot of the shows like Fringe, obviously we know John Wick. Um it just goes at the wire it goes on and on and on. And I, I will say I, I think he just what's sad is I I look at you know actors like this that we lose and I think everyone kind of has a you know, a relationship to certain actors. Um Him, he just, it was like an effortless quality of the it factor and the presence Um mm-hmm. at any, any movie or show that he was in, he could just speak and he's got this presence. And so he was just a skilled gifted actor who clearly was doing, and maybe that's why it, it affects me. Like he clearly was doing what he should be doing with his life, you know? And, yeah. and, doing it really well and I mean the voice like it just just had this presence about him right I think he was also in the Netflix show what was the is it, I think he was in Resident Evil right was he the he was the father I think in that show I think um
2: oh yeah I think he played um, um just
3: all- now I, oh um like the lead scientist or father uh of of the two girls yeah like i can't Um, i
2: can't get the name out in my head but he
3: he just i mean like i said i think the main thing is he just had a a major impact in every project he was on and he just looked like he was i mean that again go back to that smile it looked like he was enjoying every minute of it and so i don't know the details arounding you know it and hopefully his family is, is is managing you know this loss uh as best as they can but that's a, this is a sad one. I mean, it just seems like, again, it's, it's a, see, for every, all intents and purposes, a, a positive, you know, impactful, talented human being. And, it, you know, every now and then we, we, we have this happens every day, you know, obviously, like it's the world that we live in. But when you lose someone, um, that's kind of like a shining light and talk about sounding cheesy, but that, that's, that's a shining light. It does hit yeah. you a little bit. And when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, like that was really my response. I was like, ah, oh, you know, like, so, you know, just uh, th- thanks to him and, and his talent for, for doing what he did impacting everyone. And I'm sure uh, everyone's got stories about, cause again, he's one of those guys where you see the face <clears throat> and you're like, wait, I've seen him in a million things and he always dominates effortlessly the screen when he's on again, that's where to describe his presence. And he just had that. And so,
2: yeah. And he was, he was, he was extremely active on Twitter, even up until a couple of days ago. Um, you could tell he was enjoying life. Um, I mean, John wick Four. I mean, like that's that we're, we're not even there yet and we've lost him already. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely one of those actors where you kind of, you, you notice his presence. And even if you didn't necessarily know his name, you knew his work because anytime you saw him, he, he, he was recognizable. Um, and so, so absolutely. It's always sad to lose somebody. Um, you know, and of course, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family, Mm -hmm. um, as they're kind of dealing with this and, um, as they're now mourning the loss of someone that is so close to them. And I think it's also, you know, we don't know, um, they're saying that it's suspicious, but at the same time, it's all natural causes, um it's just that they just don't know exactly what it is and it's surprising i mean he's only 60 years old um and and absolutely you know very active in life and you just you just don't realize um you know when your time is going to come
3: so it so also definitely. makes you think yeah that's a thing too i think you know we don't really need any more we don't we definitely don't need any more um reasons to realize how mortal we are but you know that's another thing as well I do think, I think, you know, there's a string of those kinds of, I think Bill Pullman, not Bill Pullman, um, someone who reminds me of Bill Pullman, I forgot, oh, Bill Paxton. I remember a couple of years ago, that was one that hit a lot of people really hard. I think it's just people that, you know, you grow up with and there's not, maybe on social media now, it's getting more and more where there's a connection, um, you know it's not one of those things like oh i'm a huge fan of you know this this icon or whatever it's more of just seeing a good human being doing what they do and it's someone that you could probably imagine meeting in a room and and you know talking to for a couple minutes and just like kicking back and and jo- you know enjoying his company yeah. so yeah, that i think exactly. that hits people hard with this connect, you know kind of things and so yeah it's it's a tough loss and i've seen a lot of good tributes out there and a lot of people being like wow like you're just not someone you expected you know for that to happen um yeah. so it's sad. Okay. Very, very sad.
2: So let's go ahead and just take a break from, you know, negative news for a minute. And um, we've got obviously some segments from some of our creators. We're going to go ahead and start off um, with one of our newest members, uh, New to uh, um, And he is going to talk about the finale for Last of Us, which I'm not going to talk about because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to try to plug my ears. Here you go.
4: So let's talk. Last of Us, Season 1, Season Finale. This is going to be heavy with spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, come back later. Like the video, come back later. The episode was just absolutely phenomenal from the very opening scene where the original voice actress gave birth to this new version of Ellie all the way to the very last moments on the screen. The acting was absolutely phenomenal as it has been all season. The creators of this game have been given an opportunity to take their already amazing story and make it better. They've added things. They've changed things in such a way that it makes this story that was already hailed as being one of the greatest video game adaptations, video game stories ever to now being probably the best video game adaptation we might ever see these characters they've created have gone on such a dynamic character arc and they are absolutely the best example of dynamic characters that were that way because of the story not to make the story move along they did everything in such a cinematic brilliance that it may be one of the greatest TV shows we ever have the way they did the final fight scene with Joel, where they turned down the outside volume, and you just heard this amazing, heartfelt music that just added so much passion and energy to the scene. And in the end, we are sitting here wondering, would we save the one person we love, the one person that gives us hope, if that means dooming society? And as someone who never played the games this show has been nothing but spectacular and I have been surprised by just about everything I've seen on the screen and moving forward. I'm really excited to see where this story can go. Uh, Joel has made a lot of unilateral decisions that will come back to haunt him one way or another. And um, the great thing about this series is that it has a lot to pull on and they're going to be moving forward with season two uh, and i can't be anything but excited about it because this season was so good next season will probably just be that much better
3: that's
4: great so yeah yeah
2: Yeah. um so thank you for that and I, i i'm sorry i didn't listen to it because i didn't want to be spoiled i haven't gotten there yet I'm a little bit behind again. We were talking about street. We were talking about streaming services and, and streaming shows. And it's like, I, I came back from,
3: from there's so from many, there's, just, there's too many.
2: And, and I, I came back from LA and I remember just like, normally we do like watch parties for shows and we're doing it for, well, we were trying to do it for Mandalorian and we did the first episode. And then last week I had a connectivity issues and then this week, I completely forgot what day of the week it was, and so I forgot. Yeah. So we're like, I guess we're not doing this anymore. I'm like, no, we are. It's just we're we're, we're trying. Um, but we, we got need to reset,
3: of- you know, and take some time off and 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 just pause it. You know, it's it's again, it's it's, it's no, it's. I think these shows and these platforms, and you know, there will be changes and whatnot. But I will say the essence of TV and streaming is not going anywhere. So you can't keep up with it consistently, right? Like you have to take a a reset every now and then. So it's, it's necessary. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All
2: right. So uh, getting back to some of the news, let's go ahead and talk about something that actually kind of surprised me. Denzel Washington is in talks right now to join the cast for the gladiator sequel.
3: I, I don't get it. I'm confused. Um, I don't. Great movie. I don't, I don't know. Amazing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Movie. Um, But what, what's the sequel going to be? And like, are you just, again, I, I, I think, look, it's so weird because the more and more we get these original platforms and original shows and, and, and original IP adaptations, right? Like again, like Last of Us is, you know, like it's pulled from a game, and, and so we're really leaning into that more and more as of late. Um, but like, wait, what? Like, I, I, I wh- yeah. why are studios lazy to be like, we got, all right, let's lean into the glad. Why don't we go back to the Godfather or at I want a Godfather four. Like, what, well, what are you talking about?
2: Well, think about it. We've had a lot of like return seat, like we. We 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 just came back from we had a Hocus Pocus sequel that was like twenty some years in the making. Um, the Willow f- series is uh, a, a, a thing, something that I grew up watching um, mm. from the eighties. Um, they're they're doing a lot of sequels, and you know it's funny because a lot of people complain about Marvel ruining ruining cinema. I, I'm sorry, I've always thought that 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 sequels ruin cinema because it's kind of like you know. Something did so well. There is literally a video game um, about making video games, and I always thought it was funny because it could almost be translated to, to movies as well. Literally, within within like a couple of weeks, like when you play this, you you develop a game, you get through all the bugs, you 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 create the game, and it goes out there in this fake game, you know about video games. It says, "Oh, you are a couple of weeks in, and the video game is doing well. What are you doing about the sequel?" And it's like that that, that should not be the finances should not be the reason for us having these sequels it should be because there's a good story now if there's a good story for gladiator 2 i don't know if it really should be called gladiator 2 unless yeah. they're gonna bring back yeah. marcus oh really is but um at the same time, yeah um but but um yeah i don't know i don't know if denzel washington's a part of it it would be more compelling for me to watch because i feel like denzel washington could read the phone book and i'd be happy watching mm. um it's kind of like morgan freeman morgan freeman if he read the phone book i would i would pay out the butt for that
3: um just because he just that smooth voice um but well, denzel, I mean, uh, denzel's an icon right like one of the greatest actors of our generation he hands yeah. down I just don't again, I think I think we're getting hung up on the story. And I think also there's going to be a we're going to start to get a backlash of of this, right? Like skepticism. You brought up um, Hocus Pocus, too. I mean, that obviously is a lot easier to lean into and have fun (laughs) with and whatever, Um, even so much as Willow, which didn't work. Right. I, I, I just just don't be lazy come up with some new uh, new storylines like and to your point don't call it gladiator Two. call it something else like you know i i don't know i just think i think it's very very it is lazy it's not a character like when you talk about superman and batman and spider-man those are characters that are perennial that you can do so many different storylines and and you can come in and out and obviously they overdo it sometimes right um there's reasons behind it this I have no idea this I don't I don't get like maybe I'm just getting older but I'm starting to just be like don't don't care um can <laughs> if Denzel's in it we will be entertained um I just think uh yeah that's exactly what it's going to be like someone's family member like maybe so Barry Keegan um from Eternals and the next Joker uh or Joker in the Batman series um is also apparently on board for that, like so. Maybe he's like his son. Oh no, his son got killed. Like I, I don't, I, whatever. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's like a family member or something. That's carrying you, on. That. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Regardless, um, it's happening. Um, and if Denzel Washington it just got a little bit better, but well, it, it's, it's, still 25 it's a twenty-five-year-old
3: film. This is a film from two thousand or two thousand and one. I think it was something around there. Um, so I don't know. Great film. Again, also, where do you start? Where do you do the line of like tarnishing a film's legacy too? Right? Um, right. I don't think it will. I think we're we're past that kind of stuff. But yeah. But I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll
2: see. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about some more movies, and we're gonna go ahead and give Pooja the the the, the platform and talk about her picks.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another segment of Pooja's Picks. My name is Pooja and I'm here to bring you the latest in movie news. Let's get into it. Shazam! Fury of the Gods kicks off another batch of March releases as we're back with the Shazam fam. With Billy on top and saving the world with his fellow siblings, nothing can stop him. That is, until the daughters of Atlas enter the picture with the intention of getting back what they believe is rightfully theirs. Marking the return of Keanu Reeves of the highly anticipated film John Wick 4, continuing where we left off in the previous film, John Wick attempts to take on the high table but must face off against another enemy with global allies. Those who were once friendly may not be friendly anymore, but that's the price of the assassin life. Dungeons & Dragons is almost here. The action-packed film follows a thief and a team of adventurers who seek a long-lost relic but have their journey interrupted by other people they come across. The film has a stacked cast from Chris Pine to Justice Smith and mirrors the tabletop game's aesthetics and storyline format. I don't know a thing about Dungeons & Dragons, but I did not hesitate to get my tickets. Taron Egerton is back on the screen in Apple TV Plus' new film, Tetris. The film follows Hank Rogers, the man who discovered the famous game of Tetris and worked with its creator to bring it to the masses of Russia in the 1980s. As someone who played Tetris for many years, this is a must-see for me. Heading into April, Super Mario Bros. is quickly approaching the big screen on April 5th. The movie will of course follow Mario as he seeks the help of Princess Peach, Luigi, and Toad to fight off Bowser and stop him from executing his evil plans. There's no denying how absolutely vibrant and colorful the animation looks in this film and I simply cannot wait. If you love Bob Ross, then you have to check out IFC's newest film, Paint, starring Owen Wilson. The film is loosely based off of the life of Bob Ross and follows the character of Carl Nagley, a painter with a local television show who has won the hearts of many. Except this time, his time might be threatened by a new painter who is brought to the studio. Well, that's all that I have for this week. Be sure to tune into the next episode for more Pooja's Picks. And until then, back to Tony and Michael.
2: And speaking of the Mario show, or the Mario movie, um, which we will uh, we will actually not have another episode until it's already been released in theaters, um, we're gonna go ahead and let Mickey talk about his top five Mario movies.
0: What's up, fandoms? It's your boy Mickey, also known as Cell Phone Keith. And I thought since fandoms won't be back until after the premiere of the Super Mario Brothers movie, I'd give you my top five favorite Super Mario Brothers movies. Wait, is that right? Can't be right. There's only one. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know. <sighs> okay. Number one, Psych. We all know what a disaster that movie was. Although I keep it near and dear to my heart. But what I am going to do is give you my top five favorite Super Mario games. Coming in at number five is 2001's Paper Mario for the Nintendo 64 gaming system. The game was praised for its engaging storyline, memorable characters, and innovative gameplay mechanics. It was really funny and self-aware, and there were a ton of jokes and references to other games in the Mario series. It had such a unique style and a turn-based battle system that really set it apart from other Mario games. Coming in at number four, Yoshi's Island, also known as Super Mario World 2. The most notable thing about this game is its unique visual style. The hand-drawn graphics give it a storybook feel. The game was a critical and commercial success upon release, and the game has even been cited as one of the best platform games of all time. It would almost be perfect if it wasn't for that crying baby. Anyway, on to number 3. The 1996 Nintendo 64 flagship game, Super Mario 64. This was the first 3D Mario game and actually set a standard for 3D games to come featuring a hub world with multiple levels to explore, each with unique challenges and puzzles. It had widespread critical acclaim and is often considered one of the greatest video games ever made. It might be number one on this list, if it wasn't for that passive camera. Coming in at number two, Super Mario Bros. 3! Released in 1988 on the Nintendo Entertainment System, a lot of Mario fans consider this one of the best Mario games ever made. It introduced so many iconic elements to the Mario series such as power-ups, mini-games and new worlds to explore. And I'll be honest, when I think about the standard Mario game, this is the one that usually comes to mind. Now, my number one Super Mario game of all time, Super Mario World. Released in 1990 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Mario World is another highly acclaimed Mario game. It introduced Yoshi, a popular character who has since become a staple of the series and features a large, interconnected world to explore. It won numerous awards and is praised for its tight controls, level design, graphics, and music. Well there you have it, my top 5 favorite Super Mario games of all time. What a season this has been. The next time we'll see you, it'll be from C2E2 in Chicago. I can't wait to see everyone there. We're going to have a great time. And don't forget to check out the Super Mario Brothers movie on April 5th. Well, that's my time. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Cue the penguin.
3: Man, of you looking beautiful, baby. Good night. <laughs> that's awesome. That was so good. <laughs> Uh, I love it.
2: I love I love the humor with it. Oh my goodness. uh, And I will tell you, like, I was feeling nostalgic about the uh Mario 64 until um until he talked about the camera, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that camera was so frustrating. Especially when you were trying to walk on those platforms. Oh my word. Um (laughs) but yeah, there's a lot of more great Mario games. And I will be honest with you, my kids kind of turned me on to a couple. Um if you haven't seen some of the newer stuff that they've got out too, uh, like Super Mario Odyssey. Um, as well as like uh Super Mario Sunshine, um and uh there's one Bowser's Fury, which is a little bit of a shorter game, but it's definitely interesting. Uh they've done really well with the Mario franchise, and uh it's it's been interesting. And of course, if you want to play any of those games, you can always go and check out Nintendo. Uh Nintendo Switch has got these classic games on the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo available with a subscription and you can play a lot of the old NES games and super NES games.
3: Um, so, don't, you don't have to spend $30,000 on um, original games that are graded and, and wrapped. In, and that's yeah. yeah. Don't, don't crack them up if you got them.
2: <clears throat> now, speaking of, um, of news. And unfortunately we went from like bad news to trying to break it up to another bad news. Um, If you guys aren't aware, uh, Sam Neill, um, who is known for things um, like, of course, Jurassic Park and, of course, the most recent Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Dominion. Um, He has been he was diagnosed with uh, with blood cancer, stage three blood cancer, um, and Mm -hmm. he is undergoing treatment. Uh, We don't know a whole lot about it, but obviously, um, anytime you've got somebody that is one of those household type faces, um, that goes through something. it makes a lot of people think. and and again, I say this, I say this anytime, if you are not feeling well, and this is speaking from a guy who is about to, you know, have his cardiology appointment next week to see like where exactly I am on the spectrum when it comes to my own heart disease, um, get checked out. Uh, yeah. make sure you yeah. make sure you don't you don't ignore symptoms. Um, you know, there are there are lots of people who, Um, are afraid and adverse to doctors, whether it's because of finances and stuff. And let's face it, um, I'd rather be in debt and alive than be, you know, debt free and not here. Uh, So unfortunately, that's just kind of how things are. Um, If you live outside the United States, it might be a little bit easier for you. But regardless, get checked out. Make sure you don't ignore symptoms. Um, It's better when this world, it's better in this world when you are with us and you are here uh, so make sure you're healthy to be able to do that.
3: Yeah, nothing's um, more important than your health, and I think that you you hit it on the head. Like, don't yeah, don't put it off. Don't you know? It's it, there's again. There's just there's just nothing 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 is more important. And so, you know, I think that the scary thing I I, I don't know much about blood cancer. Um, you know, I know. I think it's that it. I do know. I think it's it is dangerous because again like the the biggest thing with cancer that we always hear is when it spreads right and so blood is like what's what spreads easier than than you know blood in in your system so hopefully that's something stage three doesn't is sounds bad um i know stage four is worse so hopefully it's something that is treatable and that he can bounce back from and stuff but yeah scary 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 stuff you know i think um yeah. What else is there to say? It's, it's, yeah, no, I just
2: say, you know, just get checked out, make sure you're okay. Now. Um, one of the things that we are excited to talk about, and of course we've had the whole, you know, the post Oscars being able to go on GMA three and um, you know, I'm going to be going to the guardians of the galaxy uh, premiere. Um, but beside that, that is the next Marvel movie um, in the slate of things that we're going to be able to see. Um, and so we're going to be introduced to a lot of new characters. And I want to, I want to just going to go ahead. We're going to, we're going to finally meet Lila, Um, you know, rocket's compatriot, uh, fellow experiment, experimental animal. Um, In this film, uh, we will get Adam Warlock, which is a, which is a staple character in the comic books. And one that is surprisingly that we have not seen. It has been teased um, in previous guardians film. Um, There was a pod in the collector's uh, chamber um, which was supposed to be a nod toward Adam Warlock. And, of course, mm-hmm. we know that Aisha, um, one of the, the high priestess of the, of the Sovereign, which, honestly, I feel like the Sovereign have taken the place of the, um, the Universal Church of Truth in the, uh, in the comic books, um, just kind of how they look at everything else. Uh, but we know that at the end of Volume 2, uh, she has created a new pod, a new being, and she called him Adam. Um, and now we are, we're going to have Will Poulter as, as, as Adam Warlock. And then we have Chukwudi Awuji as the high evolutionary, who is going to be the main antagonist of our film. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people might be like, who in the world is a high evolutionary? Um, and so our fantastic team in our Initiative, uh, Caption Life, uh, Paper Radio Entertainment, and of course, Cell Phone Wallet Keys, um, have given us a breakdown of who, the High Evolutionary is from the comics to kind of get you prepared for Volume 3.
0: The High Evolutionary Herbert Edgar Wyndham was a student at Oxford University in the 1930s when he became interested in the work of genetic biologist Nathaniel Essex, also known as Mr. Sinister. Wyndham became single minded and obsessed with evolution and genetic potential. He was expelled from Oxford after creating a machine intended to evolve rats, leading him to move his experiments to Mount Wondagore. Wundagore Mountain was rich in uranium, and while this was crucial for his experiments, Wyndham had to create a silver suit of armor to protect himself from uranium poisoning. It was here, with the help of his assistant, Miles Warren, that Wyndham would create his first new men a genetically accelerated human-animal hybrid. Believing that Earth was far too confined a space, Wyndham converted his scientific citadel into a spacecraft and settled his new men on a planet dubbed Wondagore II. On one of his planet's moons he began to craft a duplicate Earth for his creations. When his Counter-Earth was completed it was a paradise for a time, but was eventually destroyed during the events of the Infinity Gauntlet conflict. The High Evolutionary has since rebuilt his Counter-Earth and populated it almost entirely with new men. However, he routinely eradicates the entire population when they inevitably fail to meet his lofty standards of perfection. He then recreates them and the cycle begins again. The High Evolutionary has evolved his intelligence to the upper level of human potential. He has demonstrated godlike powers, including the ability to evolve and de-evolve lifeforms, superhuman strength and durability, telepathy, telekinesis, extra-dimensional travel, and size alteration. The High Evolutionary wears an exoskeleton that provides an uncanny amount of protection, as well as life support and the ability to heal wounds. While undoubtedly a villain, the High Evolutionary has been known to be benevolent and caring at times. However, his need for perfection and single-minded desire to complete his life's work makes him a fierce and dangerous opponent.
3: Talk about menacing yeah I, mickey added a, a little bit of like uh, like he changed his style a little bit didn't he and it was more like if i felt like we're heading to the end of like a guard i don't know it was like it it, it kind of gave me chills like they're always incredible this one he definitely took a, a different tone with it um and it, it, man, <laughs> man those are good um I, the, I will say like, there's a couple of things that stood out to me, right? Um, when you learn about these characters, the first and foremost thing that I, I was thinking about earlier, we were, we were, you know, knowing we were going to, you know, run this clip and this is going to be our, our basically character bio of the show, man, I love these character bios that the Tina does. It's just amazing. Um,
1: yeah.
3: Are you starting to see a theme in, in, in phase five? Cause I am.
2: Oh yeah. Mount wonder gore is like, like, like that was my first thing that popped in my head. Like the so idea that yeah. you know, you, you you're 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 starting to see there are characters that in the comic books there's like this there's there's this overlap that's now happening with the MCU. Um, you have this you know this concept of like things that happen post Infinity Gauntlet. Um, you're, I mean, I think I think the thing that 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 speaks speaks most to me from the most recent um, Guardians trailer was when Rocket said. Um, you know, he, he, he doesn't want things better. He just doesn't like things the way they are. Mm -hmm. And it's like that, that idea of something that there's such a dispassionate desire to change things, um, is almost more of a threat than someone who thinks that they're doing the right thing. Well,
3: who else didn't like things the way they were in their time? Oh yeah. Nathaniel Richards. Oh yeah. Conqueror. So, I mean, I think, look, look, this is what we're seeing. And I don't know, like, and I have to look at the slate of movies coming out, but the high evolutionary and Kang are very similar. Um, but I think the one thread that really brings these, these people together is the fact that they're brilliant scientists. They're men. They're, you know, started off as men. I mean, obviously they have built themselves into incredible powers and, you know, what, you know, what they've been able to do is, is, is phenomenal. Um, but if you think about the phases that we saw, you know, obviously we started with like gods, you know, as far as like, you know, phase one, you know, with, with Loki and and then you had Thanos and, you know, I, I think Marvel's really leaning into, even though it's funny and I I think it's a juxtaposition that they're doing on purpose, even though we're going into the cosmos and we're probably going to get doom and Galactus and the fantastic four and like that, like, I think we're really leaning into people and and the potential of what people can do um because again kang and high evolutionary both started off as people that were just not happy with the way the world works so was same thing can be said for reed richards and victor von doom people that didn't you know reed richards if you've read it's very hard read but the for the first few fantastic four books from the 60s you know, he's just like, he wants to go out in space and he wants to explore what's out there. And he's not, you know, he's obviously brilliant. And I think it's people that are feel smothered by their current society and, and, you Mm -hmm. know, and they want to create something bigger and better or or evolve themselves or whatever. And so I, I really think that's the theme we're starting to see here. Um, doom, same thing there. I mean, so it's going to be really interesting. Um, even well it's life. like
2: it's like once some of these some of these characters that have these high intelligences they get this mindset like i i, I think back at the uh was it the kirkman run for marvel zombies um the worst I, I remember the the most like like horrifying thing that i happened was where like like they they were doing it they were they, they kind of like hinted at it at the what if where like um, vision was feeding wanda parts of t'challa And was, you know, trying to, you know, not, not, um, you know, not kill him. Um, because that was something that Reed Richards did, um, in the, in the comics. And, and then like when he was infected, he realized that that was like the next step in evolution for them. And so he didn't just want to allow it to happen. He ended up making it where him and the fantastic four were trying to go to other, older, other places in the multiverse, and, and causing the infection to spread there as well. Like that became his mission. And Akira, uh, being that was was oftentimes incredibly you know heroic, was willing to do something so terrible because he thought in his mindset that was the next step for them.
3: Yeah. I mean, and Marvel's always been really amazing at like, at least the MCU, right? Has been amazing at the, the you know, at, at one bad day, anybody can be a villain, right? And so I think we've seen it you know, No Way Home at the end where he's really close to, to killing Green Goblin. He's really close to to whatever. And then, you know, with Kang, I, I think, you know, a lot of people didn't like Ant-Man and there were things I liked and didn't like. Um, but I, you know, Jonathan Majors and the emotion and the, the passion he brings. And you saw his development in that movie of like... Uh-huh. You don't know what, with, with Kang, it's so much, you don't know which one's really good or it's, it's such a, it's such a mind F where it's like, is he the good Kang? Is, is he, are they all the same? Are they all trying, you know, like, and I think the high evolutionary fits in there as well. Like, you know, I think, yeah, I think they, they all probably started off with, you know, positive ambitions and, you know, and the same thing goes for, was it Reed Richards, um, his counterpart in the ultimate, uh, 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 the ultimate franchise in the books um, the maker uh, you know, he had some things happen and and he goes a different path and becomes basically a villain. So I, I think, I think we're really going to lean into that in this phase yep. and I, I I'm excited for it because I do think it's something that's really going to make people think um, and it's, it's going to have a, a deep impact, you know, Thanos and, and the infinity saga was special Especially because of Thanos's how they altered the storyline there, you know, in the books with with Infinity Gauntlet and then Infinity War, he was trying to covet death and and uh, you know it's comics in the nineties, you know, like he's he you know he's trying to impress death, he loves death, and he wants to you know and and that's where he <laughs> wants to kill everything, and, and and they made it really about something that's relevant to all of us, you know, limited resources, people are suffering, yeah. you know. You know, does, does this justify, you know, all that stuff. And so I think, you know, Marvel will continue that with this. And I think it's gonna be really interesting to see where these storylines go because I I love that part. Um, Yeah.
2: And one more thing we can, we can uh, talk about before we go ahead and cut off because we're at a good point. Um, Elizabeth Olsen has also signed a contract. It sounds like for about four more, uh, four more films, um, so we will get Scarlet Witch in the future if you didn't think that we were going to get her. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously <laughs> going to happen. Um, but honestly, like regardless, between DC, Marvel, um, video game movies and properties, um, 2023 is, 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 is summing up to be an amazing year, uh, including with John Wick and like other stuff. Yeah. Um, there is so much down the pike that we are, we are looking forward to. Um that uh we'll be able to talk about next time we're here. But um, but with that said, we are wrapping up our final episode for this season, season one. Um, how I decided to call it season one and unfortunate episodes, I don't know why.
3: Um it's pretty you know, cool. But, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. Look, you know, we've done again, and I think that's the, the thing about content creation, right? Um, you're you're trying to put your passion out there, and it's fun to think about no matter if 50 or 50,000 people have watched this or that or done anything. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. And it's nice of a bookend and be like, okay, benchmark one is this, um, you know, what's the next goal? What's the next benchmark? What what's, you know, so I think, um, it's great. I, I love it. I, 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 when you mentioned it earlier and I saw in like the, in the, the preview, um, you know, listing on YouTube, I was like, cool. Season finale. I like, it's cool. Like we're part of a season finale, whether or not like it's big or small or whatever, it's still a creation. You're putting something out there. And I, I always think that's uh that's a really cool feeling to, to be a part of something like that. So,
2: but but what I'll, I'll say this just to kind of add to what you said, what also um, causes a great feeling when you think of all of this is the fact that we do have a merch store and we would <laughs> love for you all to check out our amazing merch. You can see Michael wearing, Um, our Nerd Initiative hat. Um, It would be fantastic if you were to wear our swag. And listen, if 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 if. If I see you at C2E2 and you are already wearing a Nerd Initiative swag and you haven't come to our booth yet. I might have something special for you,
3: so please.
2: Mm -hmm. Might. but please. Well, speaking of that, also,
3: I mean, look like this is one of these are one of the hats that don't look at my hair, but these are one of the hats that we've ordered specifically for C2E2. We're going to have a slew of stuff. You know, we've talked about in the past, uh, with 1742 is our booth. Uh, we, you know, we, we're going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's Friday. Really- Friday
2: evening is Friday evening is going to be our big trivia panel.
3: Uh, thanks to Donovan.
2: Good. Yeah.
3: Um, and we scattered that room as you know, as S402, 402S, how the, the, the room in at, at C2E2. But long story short, we're not going to get into the the semantics. But we will hope to see everybody. We're going to have a ton of stuff to give out. Um, we want to meet everybody. We want to connect with more people. We want to get your story uh, above all else. That is what we're all about. We want to. We want you know if you're if you're a convention goer, if you're a fan of of anything we do. Mm -hmm. um or if you're someone we don't even know we want to meet new people and build relationships and we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff coming and Mm -hmm. i just couldn't be more excited like i I will say this and this is cool um and again i'm not gonna ramble on for too long but what's cool is this show makes me really excited um not that i wasn't excited before but it just kind of carries that essence and that theme going in and it's that's what we want. We just want to meet you guys. We want to have, you know, uh, a fun, inspiring time. We want to, you know, give stuff out. The the Donovan's, uh, you know, trivia panel is going to be absolutely insane. That if if uh, you haven't seen, um, we will start to promote like the stack the merch. of stuff. The merch oh, and the Funkos and and there's like a there's a, a a a Lego Gauntlet and like he's got a Kevin
2: Feige signed Wakanda Forever
3: hat. I want that hat really bad. I know we do. <laughs> like, um, but no, it's for the best of the it's for the for the for the group. Um, but I and I'll get a Kevin hat. Feige signed Guardians of the Galaxy hat. That's what I'll go for. Oh, God, I want that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's just gonna be really fun. It's gonna be really cool and it's going to match the energy that we have here right now. And so it will be positive and fun and we just can't wait to meet everybody. And yeah, that's, that's the only goal is just to have fun with you guys. And you know, that's it. That's my spiel. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Well, with that said, uh, we have, we have wrapped up season one of fandoms. We are going to go ahead and be on hiatus for the next, uh, We'll do a nerd news next week and then we will be off the week of C2E2, um, but be sure we will be posting videos um, of what's going on as we're able to um, and with the team. And if you were going to be out in Chicago, March 31st to August, uh, August to April 2nd, uh, please be sure to catch us. Um, There is going to be lots of opportunity to do some amazing things um and uh, on top of that i just also want to let you know uh check out the comic press podcast uh Mm -hmm. new episodes um are you know there's a new episode next week um but also please remember you can catch this show as well as the comic press podcast on podcast form so you can listen to it on your way to work or in the gym or whatever else to hear us wax eloquent um you know just so that you have something to do um, that you can listen to. We would love to have you there. Um, especially if you follow us on Spotify, it makes it a little bit easier for us. Um, if we again, are, if
3: we are, if we are your, your, your nighttime sleep aid, that's, that's also fine. Like, Hey, we'll do some ASMR. Well, you know, it's great. You know, it's fine. Yeah. If we help you fall asleep, we're cool with that as well. So. Whatever yeah. We and need. also
2: be sure if you have some ideas of what you would like to see us do on this show, mm. uh, for, especially for next season, um, you can email me, uh, Tony at nerdinitiative.com. Um, I would love to hear your ideas and feedback. We want to make the show interesting. We might, we might even like add a variety aspect to it. Um, but regardless, please share your thoughts. Um, there is no stupid idea. Um, cause listen, I'm running this. There you go.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even get, I mean, to your point and then, I, then I'm, I'm done. Like you know, we start when we first started doing this, uh, you know, one of the things we had was like people's nerd origin stories in, and obviously it's a lot to do, but if there's anything, you know, look, nerd we, you know, great creator, uh, first video, um, was really well done, excited. He's just got another, just not only talent, but good, good person. Um, Let us, yeah, let us know if you have ideas or things you want to do. We are always looking to collaborate and that's what we're all about. And that's what we'll be doing at C2E2 is really trying to get people's stories, talk to people, connect with more people. And so I'm excited for that. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Like we are always open to, that's why we exist basically is to just have fun with you guys.
2: And regardless of whether TikTok exists in the next couple of days or not, nerdinitiative.com as well as our Nerd Initiative YouTube <laughs> are here to stay. So do not worry. You'll still get some of your favorite content creators on this platform if it's not elsewhere. And die. listen, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this and we will be done. You know, as a content creator who has about 68,000 followers on TikTok, you would think I would panic thinking that all of that because literally my YouTube has like 76 follower or subscribers. My, my, um, Instagram only has like about maybe almost 600 followers Twitter. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, it, it, but, but it doesn't matter because this is what I'm excited about is, is nerd initiative. And as long as this is here, I don't care about anything else.
3: Yeah. It's about your passion and your voice. Um, this is to everyone and not just to Tony, but like, it's not, you know, platforms will, will be up and down. And we were talking about this uh, in, in our our like Discord channel or, or whatever you want to call it, like our communication tool. I it, it didn't dawn on me until, you know, and then I will 100% shut up. But um, <laughs> think about Facebook, right? There's always going to be something much like, you know, TV and movies and up and down. There's always going to be something. Social The social media cat is out of the bag. And so, you know, I I, so crazy. I'm never on Facebook anymore. And I used to be, love that platform. And so I think platforms come and go and they, and they grow and evolve and, and you know, whatever. And so to each his own. Um, and it's, again, it's about the passion. It's about the voice and it's about the connection and collaboration. Um, and so that's what we are all about. And we'll continue to do that on whatever platform it means necessary or in person at C2E2 in two weeks in Chicago. So exactly. Yeah.
2: With that said, good night, Michael, and good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being with us for Fandoms. Um, we hope to see you when we come back in April.